0: I'm Sophia Rouen-Goucher, author of the book, A to Z of Detoxing, The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures, and now host of A to Z of Detoxing, the podcast, where I will be sitting down with everyone from beekeepers to teachers, chefs to doctors, and all of the mothers, fathers, and children in between. Collectively, we'll learn tips and tricks for practical, non-toxic living. I look forward to sharing my humbling and never-ending discoveries with all of you. A few weeks ago, I spoke to a woman named Alla, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about our conversation since. A mutual acquaintance introduced us because Alla and I are both mothers whose children led us on to a lifelong exploration of how to help our children's health as best we can. Ala's son was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder around 2006 at the age of two. Now at the age of 12, he is fully recovered. In this podcast episode, Ala shares her success with using herbs, essential oils, and energy work, including success in helping her son recover from autism. What Alla discusses is her own personal story and should not be taken as medical advice. What worked for her and her family may not be right for others. However, I was grateful to hear of Alla's personal success, especially because conventional guidance, in other words, her Western-trained doctors, provided no hope. I continue to be in awe of Allah's incredible story of healing and unexpected recovery. Take a listen. I hope that it also inspires you. Okay, great. So how did you get into a holistic approach into health? Did it start with essential oils or something else? Okay,
1: so um, I actually started about twenty years ago when I was in my late teens. Um, My father, Mm -hmm. he passed away from cancer. He had a brain tumor when I was really young, and it made me think about a lot of things of what was going on in life. And even though he was a very healthy person in general, him having this, um, you know, made me think about it. And I became a vegetarian at that point, started meditating, doing a lot of energy work, and I got into herbs. And then um, when I that was Where when I lived in India.
0: I, I grew up in India, okay. in Mumbai. So was this sort of around you? Because uh, I'm, no, a, I'm amazed wasn't. you did that as a teenager. It wasn't. No, no, it
1: wasn't. But I like started doing my own research, like reading books. And um, even though I grew, grew up in India, my mom is Russian. So I was like in a mixed you know, mixed um, kind of family. Um, but when we came to United States, I was still in my early 20s. And um, when I had my first son... Um, he, he, everything was great, but uh, when he was about a year and a half old, he started regressing in his development, and by the age of two, he had stopped to talk, and he had a lot of different, even though as a baby, he never had, like, allergies and, you know, any of the other symptoms, he started developing a lot of, you know, different conditions with his health, and he was diagnosed with autistic spectrum. and. Um, there were a lot of other complications that started coming up. So I was told by the doctors that, you know, he's probably never going to talk again, that he's going to have these developmental issues his whole life. Um, But I happened to meet um, a few people along the way who kind of introduced me to herbs and um, to detoxing (laughs) and um, supplementation. And I started doing that on him. And I did like basically mega doses on him. to start getting the toxins out of his body, out of his nervous system. So, was he about two? He was like two years and maybe like two months when I started the actual detox. Okay. Um, but and it was, was like this a, in
0: India. No, it was here. It was New- in New York
1: City. In New York yeah, City. Yeah. In Brooklyn. Um, so. Okay. So I started, um, you know, to do s- baths with herbs for him to start detoxing his skin, um, internal supplementation and detoxing with herbs to kind of clean out his, his digestive tract. Um, and also for his, um, there were sp- special teas that I was brewing for him for his central nervous system to start detoxing his brain and his uh, central nervous system.
0: How um, did you learn what to do? I did a lot of research. So,
1: you figured yeah. it
0: out on your own? It's like you yeah. were working with someone.
1: Uh, I had a friend who was a nutritionist, um, and she kind of guided me with some products that I could use herbal products. Um, but basically, it was kind of like I used a lot of my intuition, um, and I also did a lot of energy work on him, like Reiki for brain balancing and for kind of calming his nervous system down. Um, and I and this, had really, I'm sorry no, to interrupt yeah. again, but was
0: this in the late nineties or this
1: was, no, he so he was born in 2004. So 2004, he was like okay. 2006, six, seven, you know, that, that period of time. Um, <clears throat> so he, um, he didn't have any results. I mean, it really helped to calm his nervous system down and, um, him not be as, um, you know, sensitive to sounds and, you know, textures and things like that, um, but with the speech, I didn't have a lot of progress until he hit five, until he became five, and then um, after the age of five, I slowly started seeing progress, where he started speaking and putting words together, and for, basically, I did things just every day, just to, hoping that there would be a result, like, so I didn't
0: did know you if notice, there would be. You, so, did you notice any Improvements from like three to five Three to five, years five not much.
1: It was more of like things just to help manage his condition.
0: Okay. Um, did that seem to help? Because what, what kept you going?
1: Uh, it's just like an inner knowing that uh, he's going to be okay because okay. he wasn't born that way. Yeah. And we also did a whole bunch of genetic testing to make sure that it wasn't genetic. Um, and and I was thin? and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't genetic. and you know, I kind of saw that it was, it was food related and it was environmental. Like I knew that it was something in his system that had gotten into his system after he was born. Um, so he um, after the age of five, I started seeing progress, but it was kind of like he would take three steps forward, two back, three forward, you know two back kind of in his development. Um, but by the age of seven, there was like huge improvement. So it was like from age of five to seven, I started seeing big improvements. Um, and after seven, he just kept progressing. It was like compounding his progress. So, you know, now he's 12, he's almost 13 and he's like perfectly you know, uh, recovered. Uh, He has absolutely no traces of autistic spectrum. Um, He goes to, um, you know, a regular school uh, with other regular kids. He's always been in a regular school. I made sure that he was. Um, and he was able to, you know, not just kind of average out with other kids, but even in some cases go beyond, you know, what other kids are doing. So, um, you know, he plays the saxophone, he's, you know, he, he was in a soccer league for about five years, so, so he's been able to kind of, you know, uh, go beyond what was stopping him you know, in his development. And a lot of it, I, ha- I, I believe, is um, environmental, you know, and because we were able to get rid of those toxins and then provide the body with, um, with the supplementation so that the cells could start regenerating, um, it really helped um, to speed up the process for him.
0: Well, I'm so happy <laughs> that he's thriving and doing great now. Yes. Um, what environmental changes did you make? Uh, well, I made
1: everything. All right, we switched completely to one hundred percent organic food. Was the number one thing, and cleaning products. Everything that you know, we started buying was one hundred percent USDA organic. I made sure that because it would trigger everything. You know, even if he would eat um, a salad or a potato that was uh, not organic, he would, you know, have severe hives. Really. Um, and he even was put an EpiPen um, because uh, you know he would his body would swell up from certain products. So you know we had EpiPen for a few years in our house. Um, he would react case. to which products? Uh, chemicals mostly, like in the cleaning yeah. products. Or uh, it care? was mostly food. Like if it food. anything that went inside his body, mm-hmm. he would. He didn't react to the chemicals, but I got rid of everything in my home. And know, was
0: this like when he was three years old? Did two, it take you yeah. time to no, learn? No, I did it
1: overnight, basically. Overnight yeah. when he was about three, two it, or three. When he was like around two, two and a half, between the age of two, I can't remember the exact, but it was between the age of two and
0: two and a half. Yeah. Did you notice any improvement? Yeah, the allergies,
1: that? definitely. His, his allergies, his hives, they went away within like, maybe six months, um, of me starting like his detox and getting rid of all the toxins from, from the environment. Um, but, uh, it was more of things, but if, you know, he would eat something outside, he would again have one, you know, so it wasn't like a regular because regularly he was eating everything organic at home. Um, but I made sure like even when he went to the daycare, because I was, you know, a working mother, uh, I made sure that he was, um, he had his food, his, his lunch, his snacks, everything with him so that he didn't eat anything, you know, beyond what, what I would, so I controlled what he ate.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. What snacks would you pack for him? Um, it was mostly
1: fruits, um, mm-hmm. fruits, uh, any kind of organic juices, um, but for for breakfast, for uh, Uh, lunch for example I would I'd make grains like quinoa buckwheat um, you know um, I didn't get rid of gluten until a lot later uh, when he was I think around eight is when we got rid of gluten completely
0: and that Um, did that help
1: uh, that helped I think it did uh, take him to a whole new level taking gluten out but for him in particular I don't think gluten was such a big irritant uh, at that point we took it out at Uh, when he was around 8 because he started developing a small patch of eczema on his hand that just wouldn't go away. And um, that's when I started to research gluten and got rid of gluten. We even became vegan for a very short period of time. We were always vegetarian. We never ate like any kind of animal products other than milk products. Um, but it didn't really make such a big difference um, getting the dairy out for him in particular. So we just stuck with the non-gluten and, you know, vegetarian diet. And that helped? And that's, yeah. His that's eczema? It, his eczema completely went away, yeah.
0: Amazing. It
1: went away in, like, literally a couple of months. But it wasn't a big patch. It was on his, on his forearm. Um, and it would especially start sometime in fall and, you know, go through like winter. That's Mm -hmm. kind of when it started uh, showing up.
0: So you mentioned that there were, you start to see big improvements when he was about seven, correct? Yes. Yes. In hindsight, why do you think, since you started detoxing his environment and diet when he was about two, why do you think it wasn't until he was seven that you noticed a big improvement?
1: So I, I started seeing, at the age of five, he started making like developmental Um, you know, I started seeing results in his development. So at the age of five, but from five to seven, I would say it was so slow that it wasn't, um, you know, like even in school, they weren't sure that, you know, he was on a special ed program and they weren't sure if they should even, you know, move him from first grade to the second grade. And, you know, I kind of fought for it a lot because I kind of felt that he needed to be constantly challenged and pushed. And if I challenged and pushed him, he would He would get to where he needs to be. Um, But I also feel that part of it was that uh, there wasn't enough knowledge out there when this whole thing started. I mean, this was like 10 years ago. And like now when you go online, there's just a lot more data out there on what can cause it, on what things to do. 10 years ago, it was kind of like, oh, nobody even had heard of it. Mm. And, um, you know, if people had, everybody, you know, they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So so there's definitely a lot more information now. Um, in terms of the reason I feel that it didn't work so quickly was because I was going the herbal route, and which was one of the reasons why I switched to essential oils um, a couple of years ago. Um, because essential oils are a lot more concentrated than the herbs, and they're able to penetrate... Directly into this through the cell's membrane into the nucleus of the cell and affect the function of the cell. So they're also able to penetrate through the blood brain barrier and go into the brain and help to support the brain functions and things like that.
0: So, is this so? When you use the herbs, what, would he ingest them or...? Yes, he, yes. Okay, so it was like through to, skin absorption? It was, no,
1: it was mostly, well, I would make the baths for him with Epsom salt, and then I would brew certain herbs and pour them into the bath so he can soak in them, right? So that would help to detox the skin. Because it
0: would help draw out toxins? Draw out the
1: toxins. And are
0: you talking about heavy metals or more than heavy metals? It's everything. It's heavy everything. metals.
1: It, it can also be things that are pesticides and Insecticides can that can hamper the function of the cells and the nervous system. Um, so there can be a lot of different environmental toxins that can you know penetrate through the body because our skin is just such a big uh, organ and it's so porous. You know it just absorbs everything. But also through food we get just so much. You know. So even though I was healthy and even though I was you know really careful to supplement while I was pregnant and you know I went through a detox program before I got pregnant. It wasn't enough um, because I wasn't 100% organic, right? I wasn't doing everything organic. I was a vegetarian. I was healthy, but I hadn't switched, you know, to non-toxic stuff, right? So um, so I feel that some of the things that um, were also, you know, and a lot of things that affected him, I feel, were also medications because he would, like, you know, get sick and then, you know, there would be over-counter, you know, or prescription drugs that would be given and, Um, So there was a lot of things regarding that. There was also vaccines, you know, so that was one of the other reasons um, why he needed such a deep
0: cleansing. So going back to when you were pregnant, I mean, I'm struck by, you seem like such a thoughtful intent, everything was intentional in having a healthy pregnancy. You detoxed before you got pregnant. (laughs) You were mindful of many things while you were pregnant. He doesn't have a, your son doesn't have a genetic predisposition for autism. Why do you think it developed?
1: I uh, I believe it was a, a few things that, um, you know, one of them I believe is kind of destiny that kind of brought me on this path, <laughs> because if you wouldn't have had autism, right, I would have never opened a holistic center and wouldn't be educating others about it, so I believe one of, that was one of the reasons, but um, on a physical level, <laughs> beyond destiny, I feel it was... Um, you know, the environmental stuff, right? Because, um, I mean, I grew up in a pretty polluted city. I grew up in Mumbai, which is a very polluted city in terms of, you know, exhaust um, and, you know, air toxicity. Um, The other thing that I was exposed to radiation during Chernobyl, um, not during the actual Chernobyl blast, but right after, because my mother's family lived in Kiev. So I visited Kiev. Um, so I probably got to
0: visit it for a short, short period. It
1: was over summer. It was over so summer, maybe but we, spend a whole yeah. summer,
0: but we would go to
1: the forest and pick, you know, m- you know, mushrooms from the forest, you know, um, and berries, wild berries, which were completely, you know, uh, <laughs> contaminated. Full of, Yeah, full of radiation and we would just, you know, consume them. And there wasn't a lot of awareness, awareness yeah. at that time. You know, people just went and did it. Um, So so I think it was a lot of that. Um, And then it was obviously, um, you know, the vaccinations, which um, I did a lot of research on. And I had a lot of um, people in the medical industry tell me that it could trigger. Um, So so I think it was a combination for us. But it was great that I started early because I think that's what gave me an edge. Um, and actually started giving me results um, rather than if I would have waited till he was ten, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Mm-hmm. And
1: um, so starting early is really important.
0: I agree. Yeah, the earlier the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is he? Would you just? It. What I. I guess I'm dying to ask. <laughs> what is your take on? the body's ability to heal
1: okay so yeah i was do i have done a lot of research on that and on personal experience because i've now i have experimented on my whole family (laughs) (laughs) on my husband on my mother on myself um Experimented and with detoxing them? With herbs, detoxing yeah. With herbs, yeah with treating detoxing different and, conditions. Yeah, treating different conditions and also sup- how supplementation helps the body to regenerate and heal. So, um, and, you know, we've had a lot of different conditions um, con- with health within our um, within our family and we were able to restore the body. And the reason the body restores is because it's genetically programmed to restore itself, right? So, like, when, you, when your skin cuts... It, it heals. It has that ability. But there's few things that um, actually stop it from healing. Okay, One is the toxicity right? because the cells get full of toxins and then they don't have ability to work 100% the way they should. And then the second one is lack of nutrition. And it's not always because we don't eat right. A lot of times it is. But a lot of times it is because we the food that we have, even the organic food, doesn't have a lot of nutrition in it. So um,
0: right. it has less than it, before. It has a lot
1: less than it had even, you know, 20, 30 years ago, even when I was right. growing up. And I can actually tell the, the fruits and vegetables, they taste very different than when I was, you know, young, when I was a little child. So my mother tells me the same thing. When she was little, the fruits and vegetables tasted even different. So, so there's that nutritional issue with our food. So unless you're constantly supplementing and adding to what you're eating, um, you know, your body just doesn't have the ability to keep restoring itself, you know, and um, when you do remove the toxins and you do add the supplementation, you can actually slow down aging, you can reverse aging, you can, you know, uh, help the body to reverse certain conditions that it's starting to experience because everything your body experiences in terms of pain or whatever disease is a symptom, it's not the cause of the, you know, so like if you... If you take, um, you know, joints issues or digestive issues, that's a symptom. It's not the problem. The problem is a lot deeper. So you have to remove the problem at the root level.
0: And you believe that a lot. I mean, of course, you can't cure everything. But do you believe a lot can be reversed? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I, I believe, you know, if you do the right things in terms of detoxing, supplementation, and you supplement that all with energy work, um, you are able to literally do anything with your physical body and um, you know as long as you were not you know probably born with it uh, you know as long as it's not a genetic and there's a lot of research actually right now on how the whole idea that is genetic is actually not true there has been a lot of research in in um, you know, in medical universities, where they're showing that it's actually the environmental stuff that is triggering the genetic stuff, not not vice versa. You know, right? Not, not it's the interplay, yeah,
0: exactly. Because even if you have the gene for something, it doesn't mean it has to be turned on, like for breast cancer. Absolutely. And Absolutely. if it is turned on, it can maybe be turned be on. turned
1: off. Absolutely. Um, and then the other thing is uh, the big part of what our life, um, you know, our lifestyle is is energy work in terms of reiki and meditation practice and because i had that as a practice ongoing practice i started having my son sit with me when he was 2 and he would just sit with me in, initially when i was meditating and then you know i would show him okay these are the this is the way you do your breathing exercises and he would just follow even though he couldn't talk so now at the age of 12 and a half, he has a great meditation practice. He, he actually is attuned to be a Reiki master and he does his own energy work every day. So it really helps him with focus, with his you know, um, cognitive um, kind of development, with his um, you know, just studying um, everything. Um, so, so a lot of it has to also do, I think, in in his recovery, had to do with the meditation and energy practices that we incorporated in our life.
0: I'm. Um, I just want to ask, because from age two to twelve, there's so much biological development with the brain, especially, but with the with every parts of the body, but also the brain, and. I wondered. I mean, based on what I've read, toxic exposures can affect the development of everything. Absolutely. And, but it seems like with your son, yeah. You know, I'm just wondering, with detoxing, was the body just able to like come back to an, you know to a, st- state, a, healthy state a healthy state that he would have? Um. Y- yes. It.
1: it it wasn't able to come back because of the detoxing. It was able to come back because of the supplementation. Okay. Right. So. So, so it's
0: never too late. So
1: it's never too late, right? So basically, it, when you remove the toxin, the the cell is already damaged or the mm-hmm. organ is damaged, right? So it, unless you give it mega doses of something to kind of regenerate faster, it won't be able to catch up. So our the whole concept that I was trying to do for our for us was help him to catch up uh, where he, because compared to other kids, he was about like five years behind, (laughs) you know, because, right, right? so so for us, it was really important to make sure that he caught up with what he had lost out on. And um, and that's what uh, we worked on. That's why we did those mega doses, even though I knew it wasn't recommended, Uh, I did it on him because I knew that um, that was the only way to fix it.
0: So you think damaged cells can be... Repaired, yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Because what's a damaged cell? It means its function isn't 100%, but in order for it to function the way it should, right? it needs to actually be given some kind of energy or nutrition or whatever in order for it to to start to repair itself, because it has the ability to repair itself, right? And you want that those cells to also um, uh, reproduce in a way where they're producing, the new cells that they're producing need to be, again, functioning 100%. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to reproduce and create cells that are also functioning right. halfway. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> Extraordinary. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So essential oils. I'm learning they're not all the same. No. (laughs) It's really hard. It's complicated. (laughs) It's very complicated to find pure ones. Yes. It's hard to know. And then I've heard about, well, if it's really pure, then it should be safe enough to ingest.
1: Absolutely. Which
0: I just, after years of wanting to learn more, I just learned that. (laughs) So how does someone get started on, what should someone know about essential oils? I know they're very powerful, so you need to be careful. You need to be
1: really careful, because, you know, it's like, if you take, let's say,
0: a drop of peppermint, the ones that I use, for
1: example, so I specifically use the Dutera essential oils, and I'll tell about why I started using them. But like one drop is equal to 28 cups of peppermint tea so like you would never drink 28 cups (laughs) so you you don't want to go crazy on you know using like five or six drops of the peppermint you know you want to go with one or two uh to help you with whatever you need support with but it was interesting because before i started using the oils a couple of years ago um I was very judgmental towards them. And I think one of the reasons was because I tried a few and they were organic and they were really, really expensive. Um, I bought them in a um, Whole Foods store, um, like an organic store, um, but they didn't seem to do anything for me. And, and I thought, well, it's just, you know, it doesn't work because it didn't help me. Um, and I was like, well, I'll just stick to my herbs when in reality, um, it wasn't that the essential oils don't work, it was the quality, right, of the essential oils that was extremely diluted, um, maybe even polluted with something, um, even though it's, US, you know, USD organic allows, like, 10% of toxicity in, by law, right, so, um, when I was introduced to the doTERRA essential oils a couple of years ago, um, and I tried them, I tried them because, um, I had a, severe severe headache like they were almost like migraines that i used to experience and i think part of it was just stress um and something would trigger them and i put on a few drops of it on my temples and i was like oh let's see how this works and you know i was like very skeptic about it and within five minutes my pain went away wow And I was like, well, um, this is serious. (laughs) Let me try And, you know, I tried it a few times. I thought it was a coincidence, maybe. And then I tried it a couple more times, and it it was the same every single time. And I was like, I need to learn more. And that was just right around the time when we opened our center. And um, we started, the person who introduced me started coming over and educating me on them. And I said, I want to incorporate it in everything that I do. Because if you can have a result in about five minutes... Um, that's like life changing for a lot of people, you know, it's, it can be really difficult to function when you have a migraine or very difficult to function when, you know, you have a digestive disorder. And if you can use something to support yourself and to, you know, uh, help kind of soothe that condition or even maybe help your organs function better, um, that would be incredible, um, so quickly. And, um you know i switch completely from using herbs to using essential oils 100% so even when i teach a meditation class even when we have yoga in our center even when we're just having a regular like my husband does intuitive coaching like even when he does that essential oils are part of every single thing because it helps you to focus better it helps you to function better and you know um you're able to absorb information you know because your your body is working in a more balanced way um so and that was how I got into essential oils.
0: So I um, I've known about lavender. I think that's a popular <laughs> maybe one of the most popular essential oils and that it's relaxing and soothing. Yes. Most recently, I've realized it's incredibly effective on my itchy skin when I mix it with yeah, olive dry oil. Skin. Dry skin, itchiness, even discoloration. I and now I'm hearing from you. You can use it to help with focus, migraines, yeah, some digestive issues. Anything. What are some like other exa- the larger ones? How can I would they say, help?
1: Okay, so I would say you know if you if you look at how essential oils work, and each one has a different function, right? So depending on what the condition is, you would use a very different. So as you can see in this box, there's like over a hundred. I don't know, how, over yeah, like maybe a, over a hundred of them, and then I have other blends also. So. Um, they, they blend the different types of oils to create specific, you know, results on like, let's say if you needed support with your joints or you need support with your digestion. Um, but the way it works is on a cellular level, you know, and it works with the root cause of the problem. So if you're, if you have pain, it's not because, you know, there's pain, but because there's something that is triggering the pain and you have to first understand what is it? Is it because, you know, you're dehydrated or because you're malnourished or is it because there's inflammation and typically most people um, have pain because of inflammation and the essential oils are great at balancing the function of this actual cell and reducing the toxicity within the cell Um, so uh, you want to make sure that the oil is without any um, additives without any um, fillers uh, and without any chemicals of its own so um so the way to really and you know In the industry of essential oils, there's just so much. It's like a $7 billion industry worldwide. There's really no standards for it. And as a result, you know, there's, I went to TJ Maxx one day and I found a peppermint and a lavender oil for sale and it said 100% natural. And then on the back it says, do not ingest and do not put on skin. Right. Well, if it's 100% natural or plant-based, then you would be able to put it inside your body and ingest it. So you have to be really careful because there's a lot of like, and if it says 100% peppermint oil, but you can't put it internally. So you want to be really careful. Um, and just because a, pri- uh, a oil is expensive doesn't mean it's really pure, that it has gone through all the testing, and you know you want to make sure the company that's producing it is really knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So I had been interested in essential oils for years before I actually started buying some. And the reason is because I know they're so powerful that if you don't know what you're doing, it can maybe be harmful. And so, and 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 that essential oils are not regulated, so it's hard to know which ones are pure. So I just didn't even
1: you don't want enter the space.
0: <laughs> but eventually, I thought, well, I got to just start somewhere. Yes. But do you think that is wise if you don't really know what you're doing and you don't know which ones are which? Brands are safe. Yeah. You you really it's medicine, should, it's, right?
1: Yeah. You really don't want to be, definitely don't want to be ingesting or putting or inhaling anything that is, you know, with, filled with chemicals. The other thing is also because there are certain oils that are called like hot oils, uh, for example, oregano or cinnamon or clove. You don't want to be putting them directly on your skin or, you know, putting them directly in your mouth because you're going to burn yourself because they're, they're extremely concentrated. So you always want to dilute them or you want to, you know, mix them with something so that you can ingest them or, you know, in a way which is acceptable. So you definitely want to have someone who is going to be kind of your mentor and guide, kind of like I had my mentor who um, who taught me all about it. And you also want to be involved maybe with a company that is educating you, mm-hmm. okay? Because not a lot of companies will actually educate you, but you can find certain ones, which is one of the reasons why we picked doTERRA is because, um, they do a lot of education. They do a lot of actual clinical research. Uh, they do a lot of um, uh, you know, scientific research with other universities out there, um, and medical uh, universities. Uh, so they have their own board of um, scientists um, that are in-house that do a lot of this research, um, and a lot of uh, testing to ensure quality and standard. Okay, um, the sourcing of the oils is very important. Like, where are they sourced from, you know? Because you, know, you can grow lavender on your, you know, balcony, but it's not going to be the same lavender that's grown in a specific climatic condition. So those are some of the things that you need to be um, aware of. Um, and, uh, you know, you want to make sure that the oil, the plants from which the oils are, are sourced are grown in environments that are non-toxic, right? Right. Because a lot of things that are grown organically can get sprayed or treated with chemicals after. So even though it's grown organically, it can be, you know, still... filled with toxins later. So
0: if they're grown organically, but then sprayed later, does that still meet the USDA organic standards? It still meets it. It Yeah, Yeah, it it. still
1: meets it. You're allowed about 10%, which is actually a lot. (laughs) You know, if you think about it, 10% of toxins, you know, um, that's a lot for something that's concentrated that can drive into your cells. And, you know, with essential oils, because they drive right into through your cellular membrane, they'll bring the toxins with them. Right. They actually, there is some research right now that is being done on the actual, the way the cells are reproducing when the essential oils are introduced, when it's a pure essential oil and it's introduced into the body, the cell is able to even reproduce in a more um, healthier way. Uh, it's able to completely support the function of the nucleus of the cell, the uh, the mitochondria, so how the energy is produced within the cell and how the cell functions, the lifespan of the cell. There's a lot of, lot of clinical studies that are going on right now. But a lot of um, even mm, hospitals are starting to use the, like, there's an emergency room in Vanderbilt Hospital in Tennessee that is using essential oils to reduce the stress levels of um, the staff and the patients because it works on the limbic system of the brain. So where your emotions and where your traumas are stored. So when you're inhaling those molecules of a pure essential oil, they goes right it goes right through your, your your nose into the limbic system and starts to help you with the way you react to things with your emotions. Okay, so so it's it's really great. So
0: do they work kind of like hormones? Um,
1: no, they help support the correct function of your brain and all the hormone producing organs. So it's like a support system for the organs that produce the hormones. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. So what is your daily routine, like with the oils?
1: Okay. Yeah, that it's intense. (laughs) So I wake up... It's throughout the day. It's it's all day long, actually. Um, So basically I have replaced everything that I had that was even not like, you know, organic, but I replaced it completely with essential oils. So for example... um, you know, even from the moment I wake up and I brush my teeth, instead of using a mouthwash, I use essential oils as a mouthwash. Uh, and uh, I also use it with my toothpaste um, because to, to for the healthy gums, right? And then... So you fr-
0: mix it into your toothpaste? Yeah, yeah. Which um, toothpaste do you use?
1: I use the doTERRA toothpaste because oh, it has toothpaste? the essential oils. They, they have myrrh and On Guard essential oils, but I also add frankincense and lemon, right? Because that helps to, like... Um, and no cavities and no cavities. Yeah, our son is 12 and a half. he's never had a cavity in his life. you know so most children have like cavities by the time they're seven eight you know he's never had That, that
0: reminds me I had a dentist who recommended cinnamon oil as to like freshen breath mm-hmm. and I love cinnamon so I bought that and I, I love it. It's super powerful but I love it. Uh, but you had mentioned earlier you shouldn't. Is that safe to Yeah, do? well, you can
1: probably use it because it's diluted, but if you d- took the cinnamon oil from Doterra, you wouldn't be able to directly okay. use it. But they have the On Guard, which actually has cinnamon in it. So it's a, it's a, it's a blend of oils which is specifically used to to disinfect, right? Okay. So you can use it to as a mouthwash. So I make my own mouthwash and then I drink warm water with the lemon essential oil first thing after I brush my teeth to kind of cleanse my digestive tract. So, and I take enzymes, the deterrent enzymes um, with it in the morning on an empty stomach to kind of cleanse my colon. And then only after about 20 to 30 minutes, I'll eat. So, but all my food, like we cook with essential oils. So for example, yes, so for example, like oatmeal, right? I'll put uh, wild orange, I'll put on guard into it or, you know, cinnamon with a little bit of brown sugar. Um, or if I have a chia pudding with some fruits, I'll also put, you know, maybe lime or bergamot into it. So I, you know, we do a lot of, even the, when we bake like gluten-free muffins, we'll put a little bit of essential oils into the dough,
0: you know. So it's okay to heat up? It's really not good
1: because what you what's happening is that once you heat it up, um, all the therapeutic value of it is gone, but you can put it, um, like on top if you want to preserve or you can put it into something cold like a salad dressing or um, you know for example when we bake our potatoes we don't bake it with the rosemary oil but we'll we'll use like olive oil afterwards and put a little bit of rosemary or cilantro and then just drizzle on top so you're mm-hmm. getting the therapeutic value but you don't want to be heating it up
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I would guess. If so, I as I'm listening to you talk about using essential oils in your cooking, I'm wondering: Do you even need to eat vegetables and fruit?
1: You do for fiber.
0: For fiber, (laughs) probably. But so, like, I'm looking at a bottle here of cilantro. Yes. Would a few drops of cilantro have probably like more? Would it oh have God. the same nutrients as actually eating cilantro it would have minus a the lot fiber? More. A lot but more. the
1: thing is that um, cilantro is an amazing heavy metal detoxing you know, um, product. So, what you can do is uh, put one, I usually use one drop, maybe two drops if it's for the entire family. Like, let's say we make homemade guacamole. So I'll put a Mm -hmm. drop of lemon, lime oil, sorry, lime oil and a drop of cilantro. And, you know, there's my recipe for guacamole. And it tastes like heaven, basically. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you, I interrupted you. So you, in the morning, you, we, I think we ended with you having a a few drops of lemon oil in warm water yeah
1: yeah, with the with the enzyme and then I also take um for my with my breakfast I'll put a few drops of whatever I'm having right depending on what I'm having I'll use that essential oil and then I also do chakra balancing with essential oils because the vibration of the specific blends helps to balance the the vibration of the, that particular chakra, right? So I'll do that chakra balancing. And I also use On Guard and Frankincense under tongue in the morning. I do about two to three drops and it helps to boost my immune system. Um, Frankincense is great anti, for anti-aging. It's, um, it's awesome for like getting rid of hydrocarbons and it helps to boost the um, nervous system, the central nervous system, the function of it. Um, I also use um, about three drops of rosemary um, and um, a couple of drops of clary sage or Geranium on my scalp, and it helps to promote like hair growth and um, circulation. It's not,
0: too it's not too late at my age. No, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> to grow more hair. It's never too late. Really? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because it um, it will also help you to with your with your memory and your brain function. Because uh, rosemary helps with circulation. So even when children when they're studying, you can put rosemary either on their scalp or uh, in the diffuser, and it helps them to focus better.
0: So are the effects, do they last for a while? Yes.
1: They last about, um, so it's it's not just like temporary, right, because it's changing the actual, the way the cell is functioning. So when you're doing it over a period of time, after a while, the cell has balanced out and it doesn't need it anymore. But initially, if you have, let's say if you have a problem that you want to work with, you would go every, like, three hours two to three hours if you have something that's very serious but if you have if it's just something that you want for support you know just to balance you out and just to you know kind of maintain you would do it a couple of times a day okay, okay? you wouldn't do more than a couple of times a day Okay. Uh, you would also use more things that are um, stimulating in the morning so things like that are citrus that are creating more circulation like uh, cypress or rosemary in the morning and then also during in the afternoon You know, because after lunch everybody wants to take a nap. (laughs) Um, uh, I also... uh, So would
0: you drink that in water? You can
1: drink in water. You can uh, apply topically because everything you put on your skin... In about 20 seconds, it goes right into your bloodstream. Do so, you
0: dilute it with some oil?
1: Uh, there's specific oils that you want to dilute, right, if it's a hot oil. But things like, you know, lavender or wild orange, I, I personally don't dilute on my skin. Unless you have a very sensitive skin, you don't really need to because you're going with just a couple of drops. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it would, dis- it would absorb right away. So the way you know that the oil isn't filled with fillers is that um, it absorbs right into your skin. If you have, if you haven't put hand lotion, um, and then in the afternoon, I would usually, you know, I I obviously supplement with my breakfast and my lunch. Uh, I do, you know, antioxidants and um, a multivitamin complex and an omega, um, and also for our son, it's he has the exact same routine except okay. with the so smaller I dose. Ask about yes. your son. <laughs> so okay. he does the exact same thing that with I do. Less. Everybody in the family, uh, he just uses little smaller doses, you know. Um, and then in the evening, I use more of like soothing oils, which are uh, calming. Like, you know, there's a few blends that are floral, uh, lavender, um, anything that is calming, anything that's stress relieving. Um, Can
0: you make something to help my
1: four-year-old just go to bed? Yes, <laughs> totally. Serenity is that Serenity. the most amazing blend. You just put a couple of drops along the spinal cord about an hour before sleep. And she will sleep right through the night. She'll actually go to sleep before you tell her to because she'll be so tired. With little babies you uh, and little children, you want to dilute. So they have something called fractionated coconut oil, mm-hmm. which is without I've a smell. I've heard of that. What yeah. is that? It's actually a coconut oil where the heavy fats are removed, but all the therapeutic value is stays, so mm-hmm. it absorbs faster. It doesn't sit on the surface of your skin. It doesn't ruin your clothes, and it doesn't smell like a coconut, you know. So, but it helps to dilute your essential
0: oils. So our conversation went on for another two hours, and I was captivated every step of the way. We look forward to sharing more of that conversation in the future. In the meantime, you can learn more about Allah's healing center called Family of Light in Brooklyn, New York. You can visit it at www.familyoflight.center. Once again, that's familyoflight.center. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Join me on my journey for practical non-toxic living by subscribing to this podcast and following me online. Just visit my website, nontoxicliving.tips, for more. That's nontoxicliving.tips. Even better, buy your copy of my book, A to Z of Detoxing. It's the only book you'll want to help you reduce your toxic exposures. It's sold worldwide, including on Amazon. Until next time.